Hello, welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 315 for January 11th, 2020. Today's guest is Lotus K. She's a teen writer whose writings have been published in Thrive Global, Vegan Health and Fitness Magazine, New Leaves, Light of Consciousness, and Voya, Voice of Youth Advocate. She is a recipient of a grant from Jane Goodall's Roots and Shoots program for her work creating an educational campaign called Bears for Cares to educate youth about endangered species and wildlife. She's the author of More Beautiful Than Heaven, Billy the Octopus, Jenny the Chimpanzee, and A Thanksgiving for the Turkeys, both in collaboration with Bears for Cares to educate kids on the importance and beauty of nature and motivate them to help protect the earth. Did I mention that she's a teen? Wait till you hear this interview. It's so good. Um, I'm your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. On this podcast, I have conversations with fellow creators who use their creativity to change the world. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for over 15 years. If you like what you hear, subscribe using the colorful buttons in the sidebar and footer at MikeyPod.com or just search MikeyPod in your favorite podcast directory. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at MichaelHeron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at Michael Heron or email MikeyPod at gmail.com. I'm laughing because I just noticed I do hand gestures when I'm recording this intro, which is a little silly because this is only audio. Before I jump into anything else, I want to make sure I thank my patrons, my new patrons, Mike and Camille. I appreciate you for being here, and I appreciate all of you patrons who now there's this nice round number of 100 of you, though don't be mistaken, if you'd like to increase that number of patrons, go do it right now, patreon.com slash Heron. And I'll mention a little bit more about Patreon in a second. I do want to do my end of the world check-in. I don't think I've called it this yet, but this is, I've been, every every podcast I've been saying something about what, like a timestamp on what's happening currently. Wow. <laughs> so last Wednesday, there was an insurrection at, why is this the time that I keep saying things that I never thought I'd be saying? Pandemic, insurrection at the uh, Capitol building. Um, you've all heard the news, I'm sure. Um, and I, I don't know even what to say about that. Just This is just a little place marker that that's what happened <laughs> since I last did a party. I mean, a lot else has happened, but that's the main thing. Uh, so if you're listening to this in uh, the future and wondering, oh, I wonder what was going on in history. Well, this that's what was going on it was wednesday i'm recording this on monday the monday after that happened all right so it seems weird to go on to anything else after that but let's do that anyway <laughs> i have a special offer going on patreon right now um art is a beautiful thing to help us through these bizarre times and um i'm offering a zine uh, you've heard about these on the podcast before if unless you're listening for the first time which uh welcome um uh, these are little handmade zines that contain a original story. This one happens to be about headphones and how I first discovered them as a child in the late 70s and uh, how they, the headphones have seen me through the years and particular focus on how they're seeing me through this particular time in history uh, where I'm using them a lot in a lot of unexpected ways. So uh, people who subscribe at $10 or more on Patreon get a copy of this zine mailed to them, which also comes with a download. There's a secret code inside that you can use to download music that I wrote specifically for this project. 
right? I think it's a really cool project. And I hope more people will kind of sign on and, and get a copy because I really love these. And the stories are usually a little too personal to share just by posting on my website. Um, so it's strange that I simultaneously am like, don't read this, but oh, please get one. <laughs> but that's how it is. Patreon.com slash Michael Heron for more information. Yeah, speaking of Patreon, I guess I have a lot to say about Patreon, but I did something really interesting this week that I'm really excited about. I'm going to do more frequently, and that is that I have four interviews ready to go that I recorded. I already conducted the interviews, and I did a poll on Patreon, so people who are subscribing every week um, got to vote on which which uh, interview would go next, and they chose this one with Lotus K. So, yay! Uh, so I think I might do another poll next week, um, or I could, like, it actually fell right into place, so there's a ranking of the four, which is way different from what I would have done. Um, it's interesting, the things that I get excited about. I think everyone's excited about these interviews, but I was excited about them in a different way. So that's all of that. I, last thing about Patreon. I just want to make sure I say the blurb about what Patreon is. Um, I'd like to give a quick thank you to my... <laughs> this is a blurb I literally wrote for this. And now it feels very forced, but I'm doing it anyway. Uh, a quick thank you to my subscribers on Patreon who power this podcast. These are folks who subscribe for $5 or more a month and get special perks like tons of free downloads of my music and zines, a bonus podcast, and uh, there are over 50 almost 60. I think this week is going to be the 60th bonus bonus podcast and you'll have immediate access when you subscribe. Like literally you can subscribe and download all of the bonus podcasts. There's an RSS feed that allows you to subscribe to them. You can get all my albums, all my zines, their digital copies of the zines up there. And I put them in a really nice folder so you can just download the whole, the whole thing. Uh, okay. At the end. That's it. All right. So no music this week. I'm also curious on your feedback. Do you miss it when I don't do music? Um, I, I've been sort of experimenting with leaving the music out some weeks. So let me know what you think about that. If you feel strongly one way or another. Patreon. Uh, Patreon. Nope. Stop. MikeyPod at gmail.com. I think that's an indication that I've been talking about Patreon too much. Um, but if I haven't, patreon.com slash Michael Heron to subscribe and get this limited edition zine that's only available for the next week. Here's the interview with Lotus K. Joining me now on the podcast is Lotus K. She's here to talk about her children's books, which talk about animal rights. It's a topic that's very important to me. Thanks for joining me today, Lotus. Thank you. The, the two newest books are called Jenny the Chimpanzee and uh, Thanksgiving for the Turkeys. Um, maybe you want to tell us about Jenny the Chimpanzee first? Okay. Jenny the Chimpanzee really tells the story of our evolution as humans because we tend to think of animals as animals and humans as humans without realizing that humans are actually an animal too and that we have evolved from monkeys and that we are connected to the animal kingdom. So Jenny the Chimpanzee kind of tells that story in illustrations and rhymes of how how every species is connected to one another and how it's all just like the chain of life and everything. Yeah, um, I, I'm so into, I, I hate being like, oh, I'm so into that message, but I totally, <laughs> I totally am. And I love that these books are for kids. And Thanksgiving for the Turkeys has, like, I don't know if you'd call it a twist, but it's really <laughs> an interesting yeah. perspective. Um, do I suddenly I'm like, wait, we don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> what do you want to like do you, anything you want to tell about what Thanksgiving for the turkeys is? Thanksgiving for the turkeys is about a turkey named Milo who doesn't really know anything about Thanksgiving 
and hears that there's Turkey Day coming up. And so they're excited about like, what's Turkey Day? Like, and um, daydreams about what that might be and everything. And so it tells the story of what Thanksgiving would be like through the eyes of a turkey. And sadly, Turkey Day is not really a great day for turkeys. And so it, it has an animal rights message where, you know, we, we want Milo to live and be happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to throw in that, like, you are a younger person. How old are you? I'm 19. And so, and you have already four children's books under your belt. Well, I, I feel like for listeners, it's important that they know this too. Like, I, I'm always trying to talk about from a creative perspective, because I'm also a creator of stuff. So I get stuck behind like, oh, I'm too old to be doing this. And then of course, there was a time I was like, I'm too young to be doing this. So we're here to tell you, <laughs> I'm 51. And you're, uh, 19 19 yes um, and no one's too young or too old to create stuff so, so um what made you decide to start making this books and what was that process like i first created the project bears for cares with my sister which was the idea that we would have a roots for shoes project which is um through the jane goodall institute and has these young people um that um have projects to help the environment in their own way. And so we had the idea first to just give stuffed animals out and it started just there and that the stuffed animals that we would give to kids would be connected with an environmental message. But then we wondered like, well, if we just give a bear, they don't know what that means. And so how do we link like the environmental animal rights message with it? And so I had the idea of what if they came with like pamphlets or what if they came with children's books? And I am a writer and a poet and a songwriter, and I've always wanted to write books and stuff. And so I thought this would be a good opportunity to. And then I, I wrote the first book, More Beautiful in Heaven. And then I also realized that I wanted to write something about the ocean. And so then I decided to take a character from More Beautiful in Heaven that was an octopus and then write a whole spinoff that would be about the ocean. And so then more and more books, like I started to get more and more ideas. And then next thing I knew I had a children's book series, but it kind of just happened naturally. <laughs> oh, well, that's so cool. It's an exciting way for it to happen, right? It's almost as if yeah. the, the material, like your art sort of like showed you how to make it in a weird way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how do kids or families have you gotten reactions from from any any of these people like about how they feel about your work yeah I've gotten really good reactions especially from like animal rights groups like the farm sanctuary or PETA put the book um Thanksgiving for the turkeys on like their list of like must read like Thanksgiving books and like so I've gotten like good reactions from those type of places as for like also like sometimes I get nervous about my books when like it's like friends and family. It's like they're not like vegan or something. I like get a little bit nervous about what they're gonna think. But even people that like aren't vegan and everything, they still tend to like the books and like the stories and learn something from it. So yeah, it's mostly been good re reactions. But yeah, when you're talking about something that you don't know if everyone is gonna like agree with, like you do get a little bit nervous. But it's it's always like I would definitely give the advice to anyone to. Like when there's that thing like you're nervous about saying, like, go ahead and say it because it's better to speak the truth. I work with kids. I'm a music teacher. And um, and it's come up before that, like, you know, I'm a vegan 
And like, it's, uh, I always have those moments too of like, oh, uh, like, so the parents there and the kid, like, I don't know. There are these weird moments that you don't know how a parent is going to respond. You know, if you start telling their kid like, oh, I don't kill turkeys on Thanksgiving because I don't, you know, like what, like, it's so funny, but it's nice that you've had a pretty positive response. Yeah. Do you think kids are especially open to animal messages like this? Definitely. I think kids are a lot more open to it because by the time we're older, we really get taught by society how we're supposed to view animals and view these things. And we get taught just a lot over time how our views should be on these things. But kids haven't really been taught those things yet. And so they're just more from their hearts and stuff. So they, yeah, are more natural to just, because we naturally love animals and don't want to hurt them. And over time, we justify why we do it. But kids aren't given that same, they they just see it for what it is. So they more naturally, they're like, I don't want to hurt animals. And and, yeah. Yeah. It was really when I was first really going vegan and I was in that very fiery, like, raw, like super mad yeah, everyone at everyone goes face. through that yeah. <laughs> I was also like teaching preschool kids for the first time as an assistant at a preschool. And it was like, it was so weird being right in the middle of, you know, sitting there with these little kids who are super excited about playing with a little barnyard with like pigs and, and, chickens and cows and they know all the different animal sounds and like inside i was like but you're eating these too like (laughs) i wanted to tell uh them like don't (laughs) eat meat when you go home tell your parents you love cows Uh, so it's really interesting it's so because it's so ingrained in our culture both Mm -hmm. of those things right that we should love animals but we also mm-hmm. eat these and drink their milk and eat their eggs and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So it's uh, that's what I really love about the fact that your books exist to talk about yeah. these things as well. Um, what about you? Have you always been vegan? Did you were you born into a vegan family or tell me about that? I did grow up in a family where I didn't eat red meat. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I wasn't completely vegan or completely vegetarian, but I did grow up where we were like very like environmental and everything. And, um, but I was actually 14 when I went vegan and I saw a documentary called unity. And that was what made me go vegan. And then eventually my entire family went vegan and yeah, that, that was when I went vegan. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, I still haven't seen unity. I need, I don't know why it, I haven't it, seen that yet. It's intense. <laughs> It's the same, the same, the same people that created Earthlings. Yeah, which yeah. was like my punishment to myself for not being vegan yet. Like, I when I kept, I was, I wanted to be vegan, and I was like, oh, like I would make excuses and you know whatever. Yeah. And somehow in my mind, I was like, okay, well, you have to watch Earthlings then if you're not gonna like yeah. stick to it. it did, I also it tried trick. to be vegan a few months before I wanted to see Unity, and I didn't stick with it. So then it was yeah, like a few months down the line, it was like well you should watch this and then you're gonna stick with it and and, and yeah. whoever the filmmakers behind both earthlings and unity are really good at creating documentaries that really changed people because so many people have went vegan because of earthlings and then i went vegan because of unity so they make really yeah. impactful documentaries <laughs> yeah so anyone who's li- listening that's not yet vegan 
We <laughs> lovingly encourage you to watch one of these documentaries too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so. So, did you kind of like pave the way for your family to go vegan? Me and my sister saw the documentary together, so it was both of us. And yeah, my mom was as soon as we told her about it, she was open to being vegan. My dad took a little bit longer, but when he was finally on board, he became like like super activisty about it. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. that's cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so obviously they must be encouraging you about with your books and your yeah. art and all that stuff. Oh, that's great. Oh, and you're a songwriter. Oh, come on. I <laughs> I feel a little bit like jealous because I grew up like when I was in high school and like in the 80s, I was really like, I loved, there's this musician I loved, Howard Jones. He was like an 80s pop star, but he was a vegetarian and I'd never heard of like anyone doing that before. And it made me start thinking about it, but so my family wasn't in a place for that. And I was like weird about being creative. It took me a long time to get through a lot of that stuff. So I'm super excited that you're in a, your family and like the world is where it is now too, where it can be like, okay, vegan, got it. We're on, you know, like yeah. that you're able to do all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's a really awesome family because yeah, like it, it's really awesome when like the family's on board. Cause I know there's a lot of people that want to be vegan, but if they're a younger person and they're living at home and their parents aren't on board, that can really get in the way. So I'm really lucky that, that my family's supportive. Yeah. What about friends? Have you been influencing any of your friends or neighbors to go vegan too? Um, kind of. <laughs> Not as much. <laughs> a little bit. I have a few vegan friends. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like, it's really like, yeah, it's, it's a funny thing. I was, I was thinking like, one of the things that made me that like ang super angry vegan was when I finally did it for a couple of months. And I was like, oh, my God, this isn't that bad. Like it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. Mm -hmm. And I was ready to just tell everyone like, hey, guys, I figured it out. Like you could go vegan, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thinking I was like everyone was going to be like, oh, my God, thanks for telling us. Yeah, we'll do it as well. But people mm -hmm. don't always are <laughs> actually not. No, very I, 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 have, I had the same experience where I want I just thought everyone should be vegan. And I was pretty blunt about it. And at the beginning, before I knew how to talk about it right, it didn't always go over well with people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I remember one person asked me why I was vegan. And I said common sense. And they got very defensive. <laughs> and like, I have common sense. And like, got very mad at me. And I was like, oh, like, that's not the right way to talk about it. So I had to learn as I went along. Also out of my, at first you're at the angry vegan stage. So also as you get out of that, you know, yeah. you learn to talk about it a little better. <laughs> yeah. So do you have like, and maybe that's one of the things, like what do you have like tips for people who are maybe in the angry vegan stage or who just want to be more communicative about veganism like what are some things that have worked for you most people that eat animals don't know everything you know about it like they haven't seen the documentary you watched and they haven't done the research or watched the PETA videos or whatever so they actually don't know and so getting mad at them or like it, it doesn't really make sense because it just makes them think like oh vegan and animal activists are like angry and self-righteous and you'd have to give people the benefit of the doubt that like there was a time you didn't know and you also ate these things and so just have that compassion for people just the way you'd have compassion for animals have compassion for people and where they're at and that like I realized the ignorance of an individual person is usually not the fault of the individual person, but fault of the society they live in. So it's a societal issue and not a matter of the individual person. So I think if you realize that you can just have more compassion for people and 
kind of work to have and still be passionate about what you're passionate about, but not so defensive and angry at people that don't really know better, you know? Yeah, that's good. (laughs) That's really like, I mean, that's a thing that we could all remember, like about a lot. Well, a lot of things. I don't want to go into politics or anything in this in the same way. Like I try to remember, like even people that might vote for someone I think is a despicable Mm -hmm. human being. (laughs) They really think they're doing the right thing. You know, like they they really are trying to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounded judgmental just the way I said that <laughs> but I mean I love that that concept and that idea of like if you're talking to an individual they know yeah. what they know and their perspective is just what they've been exposed to um, yeah. and none of that is anyone's fault mm-hmm. uh, so what's next for you do you have any other projects coming up I am working on other book ideas some are other children's books others are just like books on different themes like I might do like I, I shouldn't announce anything yet but okay you know, yeah you don't I, have I write, to look I write poetry and and stuff like that and I also write songs and so I'm hoping to kind of put more of that stuff out so I'll just say that oh perfect that's I think that's a perfect teaser keep people yeah. guessing and like oh what's it gonna be uh, I was gonna ask about music but I won't because it sounds like Oh no, you could ask yeah. me about music. I'd love to talk about music. Do you have do you have like anything recorded that people could check out now? Not yet. <laughs> okay, got it. I like I like that not yet. Not not yet. But, yeah. <laughs> but that's really cool. And you you write, do you play instruments as well? I write songs. Um I'm not as good at playing instruments, but I'll write like a song a day. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Like really obsessively songwriting. <laughs> wow. Oh man, I got to step it up. Like <laughs> I write music and songs too, and but especially over the past few months, I haven't been doing a lot. But that, like, do you have like a? Obviously, you must have some kind of routine around making song if you're doing it every day. It, this morning, I woke up with the song idea and I pressed um, like record on my voice memos and just kind of let the lyrics come out. And that might happen later today where I get a song idea. So they it happens pretty spontane- spontaneously and I, I don't have much of a routine with it. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. It sounds like the routine is just letting it happen. When... Just letting it happen. Yeah, the songs yeah. write themselves. <laughs> oh, that's super cool. Aw, I'm so glad we got to talk. We should wrap this up. Um, but where can we, where can people find you online and your book and all that kind of stuff? My username is Lotus RK, which is L-O-T-U-S, the letter R and K-A-Y. And that's my Twitter handle and my Instagram. I also have an Instagram for Bears for Cares, which is called Bears for Cares, which is where specifically we'll post about the book and environmental animal rights stuff. Oh, that's great. Um, and people who are listening, I will put that information on um, the show notes for this episode. So if you are like driving in your car, riding in the subway, don't panic. You could always just go to MikeyPod.com and in the show notes for this episode, you can find links to to Lotus's um, social media and the books, where to buy the books and all that kind of stuff. Uh, thanks for joining me today. I'm really excited about your work. Thank you. <laughs> 
And this concludes today's podcast. Thank you so much, Lotus K, for joining me on the podcast. And I also have to give a thanks to Catherine Swan, who is the person that connected me with Lotus. Uh, thank you, Catherine. She's a neighbor and a person that's been around in my world for a long time. So I'm super excited to have this different kind of connection. If you liked this episode, be sure to check out patreon.com slash Michael Heron. On Wednesday, a bonus podcast with Lotus will go up. Uh, we talked about some other details about her work. We always get a little more like chummy in that uh, bonus podcast. And like I said, I'm pretty sure this is the 60th bonus podcast that goes out only to patrons. Uh, of course, check out Lotus's work if you have kids in your life or grownups who like reading about cool stuff. <laughs> You can check out Lotus's uh, various social media. Thank you so much for joining me here. Don't forget that this is the last week you can get a copy of my limited edition zine. So be sure to check that out and I will talk to you next week.